God, it's uh, good to be together. It's good to be a part of your family. It's good to be called into this space and to be together online as we're able. We thank you for your collective grace for us. We thank you that you've loved us before we loved you. We thank you that uh, you invite us continually to be a part of your uh, family and a part of this community of prayerful love. We ask that through your word that you would continue to be at work refining us, transforming us, getting us back into uh, the narrow way that is so good. I pray and ask that as my words are true to your word, that they be taken to heart. If my words stray or deviate or are inconsistent in any way with your word, may they be immediately and forever forgotten. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. So our starting point uh, this morning comes from the book in the Bible known as James, probably written by one of Jesus' brothers named James. Uh, It's short this morning, but still the word of God. Listen closely, chapter one, verse 19. My dear brothers and sisters, take note of this. Everyone should be quick to listen, slow to speak, and slow to become angry. Again, my dear brothers and sisters, take note of this. Everyone should be quick to listen, slow to speak, and slow to become angry. And probably more than any other book in the New Testament, the book of James is this sort of unique handbook about how to live in the kingdom as Jesus taught. Really just sort of unpacks the teachings of Jesus in incredibly practical and pragmatic ways What does it look like, looking specifically at Jesus' Sermon on the Mount, we think, about what it means to live in the kingdom in the way of Jesus, to obey his teachings? How does this work in everyday life? And what James gives us here is just one sort of little little bitty way to do this in very practical ways. There are lots of reasons that a person would do well to be quick to listen, to keep their mouth shut. And one of those reasons is love. One of those reasons is love. And so this morning we're going to talk about listening as love. Listening as loving, listening as a means of loving other people. Listening as a means of loving our neighbors. We've used uh, the great 13th century theologian and philosopher Thomas Aquinas' definition of love uh, a number of times as a way of understanding the biblical idea and message of love He wrote, the choice, love is the choice to will the good of the others. In the scriptures, to love and to want is to want and to act toward what uh, is good for another person, to have in mind what benefits and is best for another person, and to act in that direction. We have said that the biblical idea is not about romance or sexuality. It's not about feelings or emotions, though no, though, nor is it devoid of feelings and emotions. But love in the scriptures at its heart is action. And to that end, I've thought or considered biblical love in my mind to consist of and to primarily be visible, active action. In other words, helping people serving people, doing, giving, providing, and maybe even speaking words of encouragement or speaking words of love. Listening has never been, for me, 
among the first things that come to mind when I think of the biblical idea of love or what it means to love. But let's think about that for a minute. Last week I was with a handful of people and I was speaking. I don't know if you can get the tone there. I was speaking and I felt like someone interrupted me. And so pretty quickly, I interrupted them back and let them know that I had been interrupted. Maybe they weren't doing a great job of listening, but I certainly wasn't doing a good job of listening. And the result of that was not love, but unlove. Not love, but hurt. I don't know if you can relate or if you've ever been in either of those positions. Maybe at some point you've done the same. Many of us aren't great listeners. Some of us are less verbal by nature, and so maybe listening comes a little bit easier to those of us who are naturally or easily less inclined to speak. But many of us struggle to consistently listen, to listen well to others. Instead, we can be quick to speak and eager to be heard. If you're like me, you sometimes find yourself, when someone else is talking, thinking about the next thing. Thinking about how I'm going to respond. Thinking about a story or an idea or a thought or an image or an experience that I want to share when the next person, when the other person finishes or even pauses, right? If they give you a little break, just step right into that. And when we operate in that way, we're not really listening at all, but we are simply waiting somewhat patiently for the other person to stop, for the other person to give us our turn. Is it true? Can anyone relate? But listening is important and it is different than merely hearing. To hear is to perceive with the ear the sounds made by someone or something. To hear is to be aware of a noise that someone is making and contrast to listen is to give another person one's fullest attention and intent to understand. Much of the time we do not listen to understand, but instead we listen to reply. I need to hear that and I need to remember that so much and that's so important to me, I'm gonna put it on the screen. Much of the time, We do not listen to understand, but instead we listen to reply. But sincere listening involves giving to another person one's time, one's ears, one's attention, one's mind, one's heart. Whether that other person is a friend or a spouse or a child or a parent, or a neighbor, or a coworker, or an employee, or an employer, or a stranger, or neighbor. Listening is love, and listening is ministry. We cannot love our neighbors, or our siblings in Christ, or anyone else without listening to them. It's simply impossible. In his remarkable little book, titled Life Together, Dietrich Bonhoeffer writes these words. These words. 
The first service that one owes to others in the fellowship consists in listening to them. Just as love to God begins with listening to his word, so the beginning of love for the brethren is learning to listen to them. It is God's love for us that he not only gives us his word, but also lends us his ear. So it is his work that we do for our brother when we learn to listen to them. Christians, especially ministers, so often think that they must always speak something when they are in the company of others, that this is the one service they have to render. They forget that listening can be a greater service than speaking. Many people are looking for an ear that will listen. They do not find it among Christians because these Christians are talking where they should be listening. Yes. But listening isn't always easy. Listening can be a lot harder than it seems, yes? It can be work, especially for those of us who are accustomed to talking, for those of us who are not aware of the importance of listening, for those who have not resolved to listen better and more, and for those who are not practiced in such. Listening can be hard work. In the words of the Catholic priest, professor, spiritual director Henry Nouwen, listening is very hard because it asks us so much it asks, asks of us so much interior stability that we no longer need to prove ourselves by speeches, arguments, statements, or declarations. Listening can be hard because sincere and effective listening and listening as ministry requires that we set aside our own desire and need to be heard to have something of value to offer to be important in the moment. Framing this in Jesus' language, listening well requires that a person denies themselves. Listening well requires humility, not thinking less of oneself, but thinking of oneself less. Again, have you ever found yourself formulating a response to another person or simply what you want to say next while the other person is still speaking? Like there's all this action going up on here and it's not receiving. Pride causes us to focus on we want to, what we want to say instead of what, instead of really listening to the words of others. But listening shows respect for the other, for the other's thoughts and ideas, affirming them and affirming their value in God's eyes. Listening to other people affirms their value in God's eyes. As Jesus' apprentice, Peter wrote to clothe ourselves in humility so... The Apostle Paul wrote to the, to the Philippians, we would do well to consider others more important than ourselves. Again, in the words of Henry Nouwen, true listeners no longer have an inner need to make their presence known. I like that. They are free to receive, to welcome, to accept. And listening well, it takes our time. I know that just like you do, and often it feels like we are pressed for time. We don't have enough time we have things to do, places to go. But remember how Jesus, who presumably had more demands on his time than anyone here in the house, always seemed to make time for people. It's true that Jesus spent a lot of time preaching, teaching, speaking. But read through the Gospels and see how much time he slowed down to listen. Blind Bartimaeus on the road. Lord Jesus, have mercy on me. The woman at the well. Zacchaeus, I'm coming to your house today to listen to your story, to 
to listen to your life, to be with you. Open ears. Again, the words of Henry Nouwen. Listening is much more than allowing another to talk while waiting for a chance to respond. Listening is paying full attention to others and welcoming them into our very beings. The beauty of listening is that those who are listened to start feeling accepted, start taking their words more seriously and discovering their own true selves. Listening is a form of spiritual hospitality by which we invite, by which you invite strangers to become friends, to get to know their inner selves more fully and even to dare to be silent with you. And if Jesus could make time to listen, so can we. I think most of us have room to grow as listeners. I know that I certainly do. And God is prepared to help us do this, uh, most notably and obviously he gave us two ears, one mouth, right? We should do the math. Here are some ways we grow as listeners. Resolve to listen more closely to people, maybe starting with remembering people's names, the very first thing. How many of you struggle to remember people? Hi, my name is Dolores, and then half a second later, I have no idea who you are or what your name is. Resolve to listen better from the very beginning, from the very beginning. Focus as much as you can on the other person so as to block out other things, distractions, and other people. Listen both to the other person's words and to their nonverbal communication, to their facial expressions, to their posture. Maintain eye contact. Smile. Try smiling. Oh, and by the way, just when, when you smile and I preach, it's actually a whole lot easier to preach <laughs> than when you grimace. Number six, emphasize or empathize and nod. Stay engaged. Number seven, ask questions. Can you say more? I'd like to hear more. Tell me more. How did that feel? How did that affect you? Number eight, refrain from offering advice. Refrain from answering questions that haven't been asked. Focus on simply listening. Number nine, be okay with silence. Every moment doesn't have to be filled with noise or words. And then number 10, at least ignore your cell phone, if not turn it off completely, right? Are not our wonderful smartphones one of the things that keep us from listening to other people and listening well? Again from Bonhoeffer, just repeat. The first service one owes to others in the community involves listening to them. Just as our love for God begins with listening to God's word, the beginning of love for other Christians is learning to listen to them. Hugh Mackay writes, when we listen, we are being remarkably generous. We are offering the other person the gift of understanding, the gift of acceptance, even if not agreement, the gift of taking them seriously. Listening is much more than allowing another to talk while waiting for a chance to respond. Listening is paying full attention to the others and welcoming them into our very beings. The beauty of listening is that those who are listened to start to feel accepted, start taking their words more seriously and discovering their own true selves. Listening is a form of spiritual hospitality by which you invite strangers to become friends, to get to know their inner selves more fully and even dare to be silent with them. Again, listening is ministry. There are many times when listening can be a greater service than speaking. 
I need to remember that. Maybe we would all do well to remember that. There's something about when words cross our lips, it's been said, then we begin to heal. When we have a chance to speak, when we have a chance to be heard, something happens within us that God's a part of. Therapy, counseling, is so much listening on one end and being heard or being listened to on the other end, which is so much of where healing happens, does it not? Being listened to is so close to being loved that the two are almost indistinguishable. I called up a kind of distant relative a couple of weeks ago just to connect. It had been a long time. It was about an hour-long call. I spoke about 1% of the words. Clearly, this person needed to be listened to and loved and heard. Over the course of the conversation, she shed many tears, sharing some things that she hadn't shared with any of her family because she didn't want to bother people. She didn't want to be a burden to certain people. But how cathartic and healing and good that was for her. There's a part of me that the, the whole phone call, whole hour, wanted to say something, say more, have my chance, have my turn. But ministry and love is listening. There's a story about a guy named Don Ritchie. He lived across the street from uh, a cliff and a kind of a series of round cliffs on the Sydney Harbor called The Gap, where there's a huge drop-off of six or seven stories into the ocean. And it's a place since the 1800s where people have gone, some to look and marvel and be amazed, but others regularly, about one a week, they say, would go to end their life. And about 50 years ago, he said, I can't let this happen. And so made it his practice to keep an eye out for just, there's just a little fence that stands between the drop-off and the road to watch for people there who seem to be in despair. And whenever he saw them, he would go and sit with them. How are you? And then listen. Would you like to share a cup of tea and listen? And hear stories and stories and stories and stories. And most of those people walked away. Ministry, the ministry of just simply listening, listening, can give people life, can change a person's life, can save a person's life. Listening is loving. Listening is love. To simply listen to another person without judgment and without trying to fix them, but simply to give them the gift of your sincere and focused attention is love. So think of someone right now in your life, in your world, in your experience, in your circle who's a really good listener. Go ahead, think of someone that you know who's a really good listener. 
And then think about how you feel when you're with or around that person. Loved? I would guess so. Attended to, cared for, ministered to, loved? I think always. People who listen well, love well. So we're going to do a little exercise on the way out. Uh, grab that little piece of paper in front of you in the pew, the little blank piece of paper, and a pen if you don't have one, or get out your phone if you must, if that's your preferred way of. And this is just for you. It's not for me. We're not going to turn them in. We're not going to show them. We're not going to share them, anything like that. But answer two questions. How can you become a better listener? And I would say lover. How can you become a better, how can you become a better listener and lover if those are inseparably connected, and I think they are. How can you become a better listener? How can you? And then who might God be calling you to listen more closely to? To whom might be God calling you to listen more closely? How can you become a better listener? To whom is God calling you to listen more closely? And in this way, love your neighbor as you love yourself. I'm going to give us 20 seconds for that, and then we'll close in prayer. Let's pray. We thank you, God, that in this moment and in every moment, but particularly as we pray, as we speak, that we know there's someone on the other end of the line who somehow is listening to each and every one of us, listening attentively, listening with compassion, listening with care, listening with love, as love, in love. We confess, I confess, my inattentiveness to the people around me, to neighbors, strangers, people who are difficult, dangerous, and different, to people who are close and people who are far, to people who come and go, whose paths I cross, who cross my path. Help us to love our neighbors by being better listeners, faithful listeners, attentive, curious, invested, interested listeners. And in that, in that ministry, be present with us, Holy Spirit. May your kingdom come and your will be done in our lives, in our circles, in our families, in our households, in the church and in the world as it is in heaven. Amen.